0: I'm Craig Jones, your host of the Face First Golf Podcast. Knowing what to do to improve your game can be daunting, to say the least. Since 2014, I've helped over 20,000 players play better golf through online learning. Now, I'm sharing my best advice to help 12-plus handicapped players. And each week, I'm also featuring conversations with actual Face First Golf members who shared their journey to better golf to help you succeed at improving your own game. You can always visit facefirstgolf.com to learn more about how I can help you. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Bruce Jensen from Dallas has been a member for more than two years. In this wide-ranging conversation, we talk driver, effective practice, the dreaded chicken wing, information overload, on-course corrections, and more. I'm truly grateful for these weekly conversations with members, but before we get to it, just a quick reminder that if your game is stuck and you need to get unstuck, you can visit facefirstgolf.com to try my new 14-day intensive for a dollar. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Face First Golf member Bruce Jensen. Thanks for joining me. Bruce from Dallas here. Been a member for two and a half years or so. And uh, so the, the feel good kickoff here, we were just chatting a little bit about this before we started recording here. And I love this concept that you were talking about. about uh, I, I'm going to say it wrong, but something about playing within the system or something like that. So the question is, What's your greatest golf moment? Your answer was you have several of them and you describe your greatest golf moment as playing the system or something like that. Explain that a little bit here.
1: I think uh, for everybody out there, I think these are wonderful opportunities. I hope most people get a chance to sign up and have this direct dialogue with you, but I go out and I look at a golf hole, one out of the 18 that I'm playing. And I'm going to say, if I, I'm playing from the proper tees for my age and my ability. Then there's a system to this hole. You get off the tee box and it's out there in the fairway, whatever yardage, and you have a a shot. You have a chance on a par four to get close to the green or on the green in the second shot. And then you're either going to utilize your short game or two putts to try and get the ball in the hole. And if you do that, then you've played that hole in system. If you get a birdie, then you've beat the system. <laughs> but right. to, to to me, the enjoyment of golf happens eighteen times around. Where I say, okay, I'm looking at this hole. They've designed a system for this hole to be played. How good a, against that system are you going to be? Well, if I happen to get a seven, and the system was designed for a four, well, I need to. I needed to do things better, but here's the good news: I get to go to the next hole and start over. And Craig, that's kind of the way I play golf, and and golf that. is very enjoyable to me because uh, every hole, every shot uh, can be a great golf moment for
0: me. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of talking about playing in system, and I think so often. I hear that from so many players because, um, as you know, and we'll talk about this a a little bit, uh, so many players struggle with driver. And so often, you know, it's, it's a hard sell, right? So it's a hard sell to say, okay, well. So the answer to that so often is the driver is the longest shafted club. It's the least lofted club in your bag. That means it's the hardest club to square up at impact. When it, when it's the hardest club to square up at impact, that also means that it's the most likely to swing over the top. And that's just generally a, a, a problem that so many players have anyway. So so often, you know, the, an- the real true answer is that you may have some of those same issues that that you have with driver with other clubs it's just that when you hit driver because the club travels so much further and because the club is so much less forgiving because two degrees open with your six iron might produce a shot that goes you know over onto the right side of the green instead of towards the pin that's in the center of the green or on the left side of the green but when the when the ball is traveling so much further and the face is so much less lofted, now that same two degrees open club face produces a completely different result that is in our minds often unacceptable. Even though you put just as good of a swing on that driver, the the bad results were just exacerbated by it. So so often, as you know, you know my my philosophy is go to that three wood or something like that if you struggle putting the driver into play and that's a really tough sell for people and i think that fits into so well what you're describing there i think you're describing what so many players feel because what you're describing is you your great golf moment is when you play that hole in system and playing that hole in system for most players means I popped a good drive out there that gave me a chance to hit my second shot on the green. Whether I did or not is a different story, but maybe I did, I'm still in system, but even if I don't, now the system is designed so that when I do have an error with my second shot, now I still have a chance of getting up and down. It's still designed, you're still in system. If maybe you don't hit a great chip shot or whatever, now you have a chance to make a 12 or 15 footer. You still have a chance any of those opportunities are there. Those are all playing golf in the system, but for so many players, it starts with hitting that driver. And if they're not hitting driver well, they feel like they're not playing real golf. And you just described it in yeah, a different you, way than you, I you I
1: you, You've described me to a T, right? Because that's exactly the way that I feel. And again, I, I think I have realistic expectations, right? Because I'm I'm not looking to bomb. You know, I'm close to 70 years old. I'm not looking to drive 260, 270. Yeah, it's not. I don't have that game. But you know what I find with the driver is, um, you know, the thing that puts me the thing that puts me out of system quickest, obviously, is when you hit it out of bounds, <laughs> right, right? right? Because then, then your second shot has no chance of allowing you to continue that whole plane and system because you've already had to take a penalty shot so I would much rather you know you you say you say take a uh, a three iron or a three wood or something like that and do that I'd much rather and I'm stubborn I get it but mm-hmm. I'd much rather learn to hit a driver and even if I only hit that drive 190 yards, 198 yards. I still have a chance on the, and it's in the fairway. I still have a chance, right, to make, to be in a couple of more shots. <laughs> but if it's out in the woods, and then you got no, then you got no shots. So, you know, to me, the driver is a big psychological thing because I think the game was designed, to, at least by my opinion, was designed to use a driver. And, um, and when I hit a driver poorly, even though I think that I've done your, you know, the checks of, you know, are my arms in Is it a towel drill, am I making the right turn? Am I making my hinge? Uh, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, again, using a football analogy that you're playing the whole, the whole way behind the chains. If you don't hit a good driver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, what about the ALSR concept? Are you familiar with the the ALSR, which is the aim left, swing right concept from the driver series?
1: Yes. So you you preset your sh- well no th- you this is this your is different.
0: Shoulder. So oh, okay. I'm, okay, I'm glad this came up because this is something uh, I will send you uh, these lessons afterwards because this is a really popular and yeah you may make a it but it's it's in the elite section of the of the member site or the app there is a there's one um series of lessons that's on driver and it's a 16 lesson series and it's all driver but probably one of the probably the 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 concept that i've had the most positive feedback on is called ALSR, and it's right there somewhere in the middle of those lessons, and I did about six lessons on this concept in the middle of that series. And what it is, it's where you actually pick out the, the spot furthest down the left side of the fairway that you can be and still not be in trouble. And what you do is you set your feet together, just like the regular routine that we do. You set your feet together, but you do it aimed right up that left side. Not because you're going to hit the ball right up that left side, but because my belief, and I think the belief of a lot of players after they've tried this, is that so often the problem with driver is that subconsciously we have this feeling that we're we don't trust that we're going to get that club face square at impact. And so setting up down the left side as if you're actually going to hit it there. So you get your feet aimed there, your shoulders aim there and everything. You even go ahead and take your grip while you're aimed there. Then what you do is when you set your stance, you just drop your right foot back a little bit so that then your stance is pretty square. But the feeling is almost like your club face is favoring left a little bit at setup because you set up that way. And that really tends to, and then the, the, the feeling is swing right. So you aim left but you kind of feel like you swing your path right. And when you feel like you swing your path right and you have that confidence that you're going to square up the club face at impact, I've had a lot of feedback over the years that that's really helped a lot of players with drivers. So that might be something to check out and a concept that is almost just a mental approach to driver because I do think um, that, as you said earlier, that sometimes I do really think it can be a little bit of a, mental thing with driver there are of course non-mental things that explain why driver is more difficult to hit but then there's also you know it just kind of comes down to a to a trust factor too and i think there's a lot of trauma maybe for a lot of players over the years with with driver where it's like uh man this is just the, and i've even heard of really good players we had a really great player who was an older guy in his 90s here in tucson who um who won the uh, U.S. State Am and had a great amateur career. Um, and um, and uh, that's what everybody said about him, just that he never could figure out that driver in his whole life. And I wonder if sometimes it is kind of a mental thing. So that's a mental concept that you never know. It might, uh, it might help you out just to free up swinging more easily from the inside on the downswing, knowing well, and having that confidence that you're going to square up the club face at impact.
1: I am going to go check that out because uh, what you're saying it, when I do hit a good drive, and and I may it it's soon enough that I'm kind of reviewing that swing in my mind. That's exactly what happens. I feel like I've I feel like I've come properly from the inside swing, and that and that cl- that driver is almost released out to the right side, right, and then right. the ball is is going over towards the left, so it makes sense so i'm anxious to go
0: and re-review and uh uh the, those those lessons yeah yeah that's a concept that i just keep getting feedback on that so much so that i've even uh shot some videos lately talking about that even with long irons and with uh hybrids and and fairway woods as well so yeah it's a really it's a it's a good concept that uh a lot of players have had a lot of success with so So uh, when you, so what's your practice like? So we're talking practice. I always encourage players to, and not just driver practice, but just practice in general. Do you have a practice at home setup or anything like that? That's something that I always encourage. Yeah.
1: uh, uh, I'm going to tell you that this is one of the things and I've, I've shared this with guys that I know and don't, that I've played golf with, but. You Face First Golf has totally changed the way that my, my practice routine is for the for the better. Uh one I always keep a club uh around, right? I have I uh, I I call it the man cave but that <laughs> was where my desk and office used to be when I was employed and I still spend a lot of time there doing stuff that is uh you know, now my my business so I always have a club close by and if I ever need to get up and stretch, I'm checking my grip and I'm right and doing some slope swings and things like that. I li- happen to live in a house that is a zero yard. It's kind of an urban loft thing. So I don't have the net and the little practice turf thing that you've seen, even though I've got it written down. And I love uh, the durability that that looks like. But what I do, what the benefit that I have of where I live is I happen to live just across the street from a park and I take my little uh, bag of uh, orange oh, foam nice. balls over there, right? And uh, even, you know, if, if my wife is, uh, if she's told me, hey, dinner's going to be in 20 minutes, I hustle uh, down my driveway and across the street into the park And for 15 minutes, I'm just hitting some foam balls and walk and go get them and hit them again. That is tremendous. Probably about twice a week, I'm down at the driving range. But at the driving range where I used to get a big basket and just hit the heck out of um, all those hundreds of balls, now I go, I never hit more than 30 balls out of a press practice, but I, but I try to, I feel like my prep in some way, shape, or form, I am practicing golf at least once or twice a day, even if it's just grabbing a club in my office and checking grip. So it's, and it, it, it makes all the, I see these guys with these ginormous Buckets of ball, and I used to be that guy no right. more, and the imp- and the
0: improvement is amazing. Yeah, that's uh that is really I'm 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 happy to hear you say that because I, I really do, you know. I always say these these marathon ball beating sessions are not uh required or even recommended as we get a little older. And I mean, those marathon ball beating sessions, they are body wreckers and you know, they're just not doing anybody any good. And, and, and so it is so much more beneficial to practice very often for short periods of time, at least daily. And I, I hear from members all the time who are practicing two, three, four times a day for five or 10 minutes. And uh, whether it is just checking your grip, because we see that all the time too, where members send in their swings and it's like, You know They've been members for a year or two years or something like that, and the first thing I see is their grip has crept back to that weak position. And as you know, once that grip creeps back to weak, now it becomes difficult to square up that club face at impact. Now that over-the-top swing wants to come back in there. So if you're just paying attention to those little basics on a regular basis, and if you can... So often just either hit those foam balls, real balls into a net, whatever it is, if you can get those short little practice sessions in on a real regular basis, it just allows you to assim- assimilate information much better rather than, you know, as you said, the, the, the mega bucket of balls at the at the range with, uh, with seven different swing thoughts while you hit them isn't doing anybody any good. <laughs> You know, uh, I I can't wait to get the setup.
1: You know, we're planning on moving here, and hopefully, we'll have a a a type of a yard where I can set up the net. I and I can't wait for that because I would like to hit real balls. But I I, I would encourage the all, all the members of Face First don't don't discount those foam balls. I did when you first suggested. It, I thought a foam ball. You can make a bad swing and hit a foam ball right. I'm telling you that foam ball. And I'm not talking about the whiffle ball ones, the foam, right. rings, they will give you, they will give you ball flight feedback if you've gotten the face of the club on the ball. I'm a big believer in foam practice balls.
0: Yeah, that I'm I'm glad you said that too, because that is you're absolutely right. I mean, those balls will curve. And if you can do something, you know, most players, if you're a right-handed player, your task really is, you know, over the top. Left pulls are balls that start left and turn right are what you're, what is natural and normal. The draw ball flight has to be learned, which is swinging from the inside and squaring up the club face. The shot shape are completely two different things. And with the foam ball, you can see if that ball is starting out to the right and turning back to the left. And it's uh, yes. it's invaluable to get that kind of feedback on just learning how to... Put that kind of spin on the ball agree yeah so what about these uh you mentioned the towel drill a couple of times so this uh this 30-day challenge must have had a little bit of an impression anyway what are your takeaways from it uh i i'm, I'm looking down at my notes because uh,
1: i i wanted to cover a couple of these topics i, I i'm telling you the Thirty Day Challenge 2.0 uh, to me is some of the best stuff you've put out, and I watched all your. You know, I've been a member long enough that I watched your earlier stuff in 1.0, and I still go back and and do the check. Here's what I like about Thirty Day Challenge 2.0. It to me, it is all boiled down into put the towel there, and it may, and you you accomplish probably what you covered, Craig, in about. 10 different lessons, which is don't get a chicken wing, make that turn to the inside, get your hinge and the toe release as you're coming through with the release of your of your body, th- that, that towel drill allows you to accomplish probably three out of those four things, right? Just by keeping the, the towel up on it. Great stuff. Use it all the time.
0: Yeah so that that is in my mind I, I'm feeling like so so right now I'm shooting something brand new which is this is going to be the the 14 day intensive that I'm just getting ready to release which is in my mind that kind of uh replaces step 1 but also in my mind that that 30 day challenge that kind of replaces steps 2 through 6 because all of that stuff you know that was in the original uh, steps two through six program that a lot of players really benefited from. Uh, I, I really feel like you know, this is almost like the the simplicity on the other side of the complexity where when we're all kind of really truly kind of getting to maybe a, a closer to mastering the information a little bit more so that we can simplify it, uh, I do feel like. It's really it's really making it much more simple and covering all of that stuff in just one drill. So I'm happy to hear that you're experiencing that because that is, uh, that's exactly how I, how I view it. And then the next thing that's going to be coming out is a speed course that I'm going to be creating, which I'm kind of excited about. I've had that on my mind for a long time. So it's kind of like step one is teaches you how to swing the tool, the club efficiently. And really deliver the energy of the club to the ball. Steps the the thirty day challenge replaces steps two through six. That really teaches you, you know, the body and hand motion for more of that effortless power. And then you move into the thirty day speed course, and that's designed just to increase purely increase speed. And that'll kind of be the core of the of the new program going forward. So I'm happy to hear that, uh, that you kind that. of experienced that
1: here's why it's important to a guy like me I'm all about to me instruction has now gotten uh you know my past of taking you know maybe lessons from a teaching pro at a course and then you know I did I did do golf Tech for a while love I love golf Tech because of the instantaneous feedback yeah. uh my problem with golf Tech is I just couldn't afford it on <laughs> right. Uh, right you can't ever go back to that. And then I found face first, and to me, right, it's the, it's the best of both worlds, right? You're giving simple techniques, and you you are giving me the opportunity to send in my swing and have a video analysis of that. But the point of everything for me when it comes to instruction is if I can't make an on-course correction... If I've gotten a little out of whack, I'm out of balance. I, my takeaway is a little bit off. And I'm talking about during a round. Right. I, I don't want to finish 18 holes like that. I wanna, I wanna take a deep breath and I want I I need to have something come into my mind that is three or four steps, which is 30 day challenge 2.0, four steps. And right. while the other guys, you know, while we're waiting for the foursome in front of us. Or while the other guys are teeing up, I'm over there at the side doing those things. To me, if if I can have instruction that I can carry with me to the course that allows me to make corrections during a course that may change a a bad uh, you know body movement that I'm in and and shake me out of that and get me back into rhythm. Uh, that that instruction is as valuable to me as any club in the bag and so that's what i like that's what i like about 2.0 is that you know even though i love golf tech and i've had other good instructions i can't take that process with me to the golf course with this i can
0: well uh i always say i i sound like a broken record all the time so uh, you know, and, and so there's a, there's a good, uh, a benefit to, to sounding like a broken record. Cause I always say, keep, that's- keep doing it, <laughs> keep being a broken record. Well, that's what I always say. I, I'll, my little demonstration right here, it is truly, you know, it's L to L over here. And if you can hinge the club, deliver it that little bit from the inside, roll the hands over and release it over on this side. I mean, that is kind of the golf swing. But I was thinking there too as you were talking about um just kind of feeling like you have some kind of a framework to come back to when you do get a little bit off on the golf course. And I was thinking, you know, hopefully you do kind of feel those things that you're trying to feel, but at the end of the day too, that very last piece is that when you step up to hit that next shot, the last piece is you know if i feel like i committed to a golf shot out here on the golf course today commit to this one times 10 you know because i feel like so often if if you can kind of get the feel of a couple things back but you step into the shot and so often i feel like i always say that you know poor shots on the golf course are just a cue to really recommit to your process, recommit to your routine and recommit to the shot because as long as so often, I think players get carried down that road of too much thinking about swing mechanics. And the next thing you know, they're making a, a swing that's tentative because they're kind of in their head about the mechanics. So feel those mechanics a little bit that you're trying to feel. as you said, stepping aside, Feel that a little bit. But when you walk in to go hit that shot, really commit to that next one so that you can really make get the most out of your out of your swing on the golf course.
1: But well, let me give you a little example of how grateful I am that you uh, that you're repetitive and you keep saying that. Look at everybody, you know, there's, you have thousands of us golfers out there that are looking to improve our game. We've come to face first golf for instruction. Uh, We want to take it out onto the course and have it be noticeable in the improvement in our, in our game. You don't want to be mechanical because then you kind of are forcing things and you, you know, you're not kind of letting it loose. So, I was that way with the concept of swinging from the inside, you know, my swing from the inside. And I did the towel drill and things like that. But there were times, Craig, where I just, I knew because of the flight of the ball that I didn't have my body rotation around just that little move that you teach that little loop at the, at the end (laughs) on your backswing, where you kind of loop that club. That seemed, when you first started to say that, I thought, well, that's weird. That looks, uh, you know, that looks like uh, that pro golfer wolf, right? There's some weird, <laughs> but when I, start, when I started to do that, just that little, almost imperceptible, what it allowed me to do is work. It, even on the course, I would work on the mechanics off to the side, and then the last thing that I would say to myself when I went up it was my turn to hit the ball. Of going, okay, go up and make that little loop, and and it, it allowed me to still, in my words, let it rip. Yeah, right. But I would, that that last little thing of just that little imperceptible loop at the end. What a difference maker for me that was. Your your business is golf instruction and and again what I really like about the face first system is to me the uh uh everything is short and concise that you've tried to develop because as you know, even watching other people's swings Or heaven forbid, consuming all of the golf instruction that is out in the world today (laughs) via the internet, right? You can get too much information and then you've just fouled yourself up, right? If you're watching a guy and he's hitting the fairway with his driver every day and you're trying to emulate his swing, to me, that is just like chasing ghosts, (laughs) right? (laughs) I would much rather have you tell me, give me some, give me some, solid unchangeable principles that I'll adapt to my game and I know that all the all the golfers out there will will try and adapt it to their game and we're all going to be a little bit different but uh the your practice techniques of short bursts frequently is awesome uh that's totally changed the way that I have been able to incorporate uh, changes much quicker into my into my own routine and my own swing and Craig I'm I'm telling you the other thing that you to your credit you you understand that this game that we all love is very difficult and again uh my 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 philosophy is there is never a destination in golf you've never arrived you're That's always right. trying to get a little bit better better and and you taught in some of your just enjoy the journey it's going to be imperfect it's going to be up it's going to be down it's going to be the progress is going to be non-existent don't worry about all those just go on the journey and appreciate the game and the and the improvement for how it comes and you know what is refreshing about that i'm not going to name names but I'm going to tell you when very reputable people come on and say that they are going to fix you'll never slice again after I teach you this and you hit 20 balls or I'm going to teach you this in one swing and you'll never do this again that's an embarrassment to the game of golf because all of us know that's just not true that's not the way the game is none of us none of us have hit a perfect shot and we've all said, boy, I wish I could bottle that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but you can't bottle that, right? You can only continue on the journey of making that perfect swing that you made on that particular shot a little bit more consistent. But to think that you're not going to do uh, a vary from that perfect shot again, that's an embarrassment <laughs> to the game. It's uh, To me, it's a disrespect for for how complex and really beautiful and interesting the game of golf is. So that's my philosophy.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, that's marketing, right? That's always the... Yeah. Uh,
1: but you <laughs> can see, right? right if you're a golfer, you can see right through that. <laughs>
0: right, right. Well, and you yeah, don't and I think, say that. Wh- I think what it comes down to is that your mechanics, to some degree, create results that you get on the course. And so if somebody has really poor mechanics, they might hit shots 20 good shots 25% of the time. And so that person might really work on those mechanics and they might get rid of some of the real big huge flaws and now all of a sudden they might hit good shots 40% of the time and as you continue down that road, you're going to increase, you know, your your ability to hit good shots is a combination of how good is your swing and or how much do you trust it? Because you can either, you can have a swing that's not great, but you can trust the heck out of it and you can get great results because you're just a great player. Or you can have you know a swing that's, that's, that's mechanically really sound, but you don't trust it as much and you're not going to get as good of results. So somewhere there's just that combination. It's how good is your swing and how much do you trust it that that is the formula that equals x percentage of good solid shots that you hit that come off the way that you want it. So yeah, to your point to expect that you can go from those that combination of factors that produces 25% good shots to producing 100% good shots and skip the 75% on the on the way there is uh, yeah I mean we know that's not true and and you know that that's why I always say y- your job is really to to fall in love with the process expect up ups and downs and have patience with yourself if you can't enjoy the journey gosh please please go to another program other than face first golf because <laughs> because we we tell you well, it, well, if great. you can't
1: enjoy the journey go play. <laughs> Go we'll play pickleball, right? I mean, um, you know. And the thing about all of us, all of us golfers, we know that there is there is the swing that you make in private over at the park across my street. There is the swing you make at the driving range. There's a swing that you make when you're out on a golf course playing around, and you happen to be by yourself. Then there's a <laughs> then there's a swing that you. Uh, make when you're in a, a threesome or a foursome, right? And then heaven forbid, I can't even imagine the thought process that you go through when you got a thousand people lined up in front, right? But that's my point. My point is, what you do across the street, there is a process of taking that to the driving range, and then from the driving range to playing by yourself, where no one else is out there watching you and then to playing with two or three other guys that you know or don't know, right? It's Even that's a journey.
0: That is a great way to put that. I always say, you know, your your uh, your best swings are not swinging at a ball. Your next best are swinging at a ball. Your next best are on the driving range. You're, and then, you know, naturally the progression is to your worst being on the course. But you added another layer there, which is, being on the course with nobody watching and being on the course with somebody watching. And then even one more layer, being on the course with somebody watching. And now all of a sudden, maybe you're playing in your event where you're in that. And, and uh, you know, we've all seen it before, whether or not we've been the ones playing in that. But when all the carts pull up around the last green to watch the group coming in and being a part of something like that, what swing shows up in that situation? There's... It's- Five it's or six different, different. levels, right there. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. You added some, you added a couple of levels that I I don't even talk about and and teach there. That was really good. <laughs> All right, so these are you know really about giving people tools and 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 inspiration. Uh, you know, even if it isn't face first golf, you mentioned golf tech. Um. So, and you said, you know, everybody should go take some golf tech lessons if they can afford it at some point, either that or, or what are there other things that you've done over the years that, or something that you keep going back to? Is there just anything, if somebody was in your shoes and, and really wanted to improve their game, what would be your advice, whether it's face first golf or something else, what would be your advice to them?
1: Yeah uh let me tell you what golf te- uh, cuz i've taken other private lessons and i've i've tried to do my own by looking at U- youtube videos and things like that uh and and you know those are marginal but they they, they don't really they don't really kind of build on uh, particularly what you're doing i'll tell you what golf tech did for me more than anything else it made me aware of my stance posture and my weight shift or swaying in the swing because you know as you know you you know the golf uh tech product pretty well when they when they put those red or green or yellow lines you know along your spine and your arms and that where you're you know where, where your head started and where your head ended when in the That was very, very helpful for me because I'm, a, I'm sitting down, but I'm, I'm six, three, I'm a tall guy. Right. And one of the things that golf tech determined real quick is that I was way too hunched over. I was, you know, just in being crouched over, I being a tall guy, I had nowhere to go, but on my backswing coming up out of my, uh swing because I was starting in the wrong position. so so stance and posture is what golf to and I and 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 I really loved it, it was tremendously important to me but if you are asking now in my journey if I was giving uh you know advice which I do to my some of my grandkids both uh, grandsons and granddaughters that are starting to pick up the game it's exactly what you do if you're gonna do it Go. Let's learn. Go find some principles uh of uh, of a proper swing, and just go out and and even ten minutes a day, fifteen minutes a day. You know, it's it's frequency, it's it's quality, not quantity, right? Of of golf balls being being hit, right? And so, Absolutely. I you've really changed my philosophy on that because all of us that have been out on the golf course and we can't we can't understand why we're not bringing the same results that we had on the driving range out to the golf course is because we're remembering we're remembering the driving range shot after we hit 60 golf balls and then we hit three good ones in a row and then we hit 12 more that are marginal that's just if you're practicing that way that's not the way you play out on the course right? you got you got to be you got to get your game to the point where from the very first swing, you've got the right grip. You can't, you can't take 30 golf balls uh, hitting out of a basket of a hundred to figure out, oh yeah, I gotta get my my grip a little stronger and I gotta get a, you, you if you're gonna really have you the uh, all your training and practice pay off on, on the golf course, you gotta be ready on hole one. And, and if you're practicing and evaluating yourself after the 80th ball. It's just not realistic.
0: Yeah, that's uh yeah, I really like what you're saying there. I do think that uh that is a very common problem. And what we were talking about before, you see the you see the mega bucket sitting there, and that just encourages you to, oh, I'll just kind of start whacking a few of right. these. And that's a bad habit to get into because you know, I teach that that um you know no more than 40 balls in a practice session on the range and 10 with you can do whatever clubs but i like to i go 10 with a with a nine iron 10 with a five iron 10 with driver then going back to nine iron at the end because i want to end with an easier club to hit but trying to hit all 10 of those shots it full, full on, just in you know golf course mode, trusting mode, where you're really target focused and stopping to take a minute to assess each one, and then just kind of measuring. For me, you know, was that a good result? Was that an average result? Was it a bad result? And really going through 40 balls that way can take, you know, as long as some people take to hit their bucket of 100 and. 50, but it's a lot more effective practice. And I really, I like that thought that, that you added to it, which is just that, you know, that the way that people hit balls on the driving range is not the way they hit balls on the golf course. Why not make, make it so that they are when you're practicing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, all right. Well, I think we can wrap this up here, Bruce, this was, uh, this was either that,
1: or we could keep going for two, three hours and I'd be, I'd be fine, but I get, I get, you got other things to do, but I've really enjoyed it. Love face first golf. And I truly, I mean, I mean that it's, it's something that, uh, it's really, and again, I, I've already described what golf tech did for me and I can, I can, I can check my posture more easily now, which is an important part of the golf swing because of golf tech, but face first golf on the swing itself and, and what you did and how to measure the results. Uh, it is the program that I have found. I am most able to take out to the golf course and use. So, uh, appreciate to you. And sounds like it's a whole family affair. So to you and your family, uh, thanks very much for that.
0: But it, it is, yeah, getting my son Jackson involved in it now. And he's 11, but he's a whole lot older than that in uh, in golf age. And and you'll be seeing that real soon. In fact, I was I just finished it all up yesterday, that first part with his with his new uh, being in the lessons. With me. And he happens to be a lefty. So for any lefties who are listening, that's a little added bonus there. That's why I always say I solved that problem. So everybody always asks me over the years for left-handed lessons. So I solved that problem by uh marrying a left-handed woman and having a left-handed son who turned out to be a really good competitive golfer at a young age. So now we got lessons for. For everybody out there. So, and I appreciate you too, Bruce. You know, I go on and on about how much I appreciate all of you guys. It seems almost silly that I get to do something as, as, as just uh, wonderful and fun as teach this game for a living. And I couldn't do it if it wasn't for players like you who are as crazy about it as, as I am and some of the other golf nuts in our. In our group here. So <laughs> appreciate you joining me here today, Bruce. Wish you continued success. And you know, you can always reach out if I can ever help with anything.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Bruce. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bruce. I love these live sit downs with members. I also do a weekly Zoom call with all the members. We call it. Live lesson Fridays and members send in their swings and I critique them live, then step out to the net to give live lessons. It's just one small part of your membership, but it's a fun part. So if you're a 12 plus handicap player and you're struggling with your game, especially if you're struggling with slices and distance, you can visit facefirstgolf.com to try my new 14 day intensive for a dollar. Maybe I'll see you there. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with Face First Golf members and with you. Helping over 20,000 players all over the world has been an absolute dream come true. If you're ready to write an improvement story of your own, be sure to stop by and see us at facefirstgolf.com.